It can be really hard for us to relax at night. We're always thinking about covering crime. But the good news is our wonderful new sponsor, Via, has a terrific product that helps us unwind. Via Hemp has a wide range of terrific gummies of both the THC and THC-free varieties. They can help you with focus, recovery, sleep, creativity, or just plain enjoyment. These products legally ship to all 50 states. I really liked Zen in particular. This is a yummy blueberry option that lets you catch a chill sleep with help from CBN and CBD. It's really helped me turn off my brain and settle down for the night. I also got a shout out Flow State. It helped me feel energized throughout the day. Like not to brag, but I got a lot done. I'm talking about doing several interviews and editing a whole show from start to finish, not to mention jumping on some of the latest filings in the cases we cover. It really made me feel sharp and ready to tackle any challenge. I couldn't recommend this more. Via has so many great gummy options to choose from. Everything from guava berry low dose that allows you to microdose THC to the chill-inducing Delta 9 gummy dreams. Head to viahemp.com and use code MSHEET to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies. That's viahemp.com and use code MSHEET at checkout. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Enhance your every day with Via Hemp. Again, if you're 21 and over, you can get 15% off plus a free pack of award-winning gummies with our exclusive code, msheet at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P dot com. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Content warning. This episode contains descriptions of murder and violence. To the very end, Sylvester, Sally Daz, Zatola, was a man stalked by death. The Bronx real estate developer and reported Bonanno crime family associate was violently attacked several times over a period of about a year by unknown rivals. Between September 2017 and October 4, 2018, these attackers coordinated multiple violent assaults against Sylvester Zatola and his son, Salvatore Zatola. Here's true crime researcher Stephen Popkin. He's going to take us through this very twisted case. On December 17th, Sally Daz was hit with a bat near his home in the Bronx. And soon after, a man stopped him also near his home and punched him in the face and then ran away. 
On November 26, 2017, a gunman tried to force him into a car in an attempted kidnapping, but he managed to escape. And again in December, as he walked in on burglars ransacking his home, one of them pulled out a knife and stabbed him repeatedly in the neck, leaving him hospitalized and in critical condition. Law enforcement sources say that they arrested Sally Daz in June of 2018 for possessing an unlicensed gun. The would-be assailant disappeared, but Sally Daz was scheduled to appear in court over the incident. But that would never happen, because that was not the only attack that summer. On July 11, 2018, a gunman shot Zatola's son. Zatola the Younger is named Salvatore Zatola. He's also known as Sally Daz, but we'll call him Little Sally Daz to avoid confusion. While standing in front of his residence, Little Sally Daz sustained multiple gunshots to the hand, chest, and head. Little Sally Daz narrowly escaped this botched hit with his life. Caught on grainy but harrowing security camera footage, a surveillance video captures the frantic hitman making a U-turn in a red sedan at 6.30 a.m. Little Sally Daz immediately and desperately ducks for cover behind a minivan outside his Bronx home. Little Sally Daz is seen rolling through the street in an effort to dodge the hitman's bullets. Little Sally Daz was shot multiple times. Meanwhile, the hitman sped off in the red Nissan or Acura sedan. Little Sally Daz was left for dead. It was believed that he knew his attacker. But Little Sally Daz was no snitch. Even though he was heavily sedated at Jacoby Medical Center, he conveyed to law enforcement that he had no plans to help with their investigation. But law enforcement began to wonder what dark undercurrents were at work in the New York underworld and what those forces wanted with Sally Daz and his firstborn. My name is Anya Kane. And I'm Kevin Greenlee. And this is The Murder Sheet, a weekly true crime podcast. Anya and I connected over the Burger Chef murders, a 1978 unsolved case involving the killings of four young restaurant employees. Now we're looking to track restaurant homicides. To help us understand the patterns of these crimes, we created a spreadsheet of nearly a thousand eatery-related killings, the murder sheet. We'll be drawing on that data throughout season one to give you a deep dive into undercovered crimes. We're the murder sheet. And this is... Blood Tide, the slaying of Salvador, Salidez, Zatola. Sylvester Sally Daz Zatola's namesake company, Daz Amusement Industries, was established in 1974 as a domestic business corporation. Daz Amusement Industries had been operating for 48 years, 
during which time they supplied coin-operated machines like jukeboxes. They also maintained and serviced the mob's video poker machines, also called Joker Poker. In recent years, newer organized crime groups, namely the Albanian and Russian mobs, have moved into this more traditional mafia gambling business. According to court documents, Sally Daz brought his son, Little Sally Daz, into the coin operation business in the late 1990s. They made a good living, installing and running video poker machines in bars and social clubs for the Bonanno crime family in the 1990s and early 2000s. Here's Stephen with a bit more background on organized crime's coin-op schemes. Many of the manufacturers and operators of coin-operated slot machines, jukeboxes, and pinball machines had mob ties from the very beginning. New York Mayor Fiorello LaGuardia contended that even pinball was a mob racket. In fact, organized crime was involved in arcade-style games beginning during the Great Depression and heading forward into the 80s and 90s. AMI stands for the Automatic Musical Instrument Company. They originated the term jukebox. AMI was then taken over by an American mobster from Chicago, Salvatore Sam Mooney or Sam Flood Giancana, who was boss of the Chicago outfit from 1957 to 1966. Meyer Lansky, the mob's accountant, was known throughout the criminal underworld as a financial genius. He used a variety of Swiss bank accounts and shell companies to safely launder money for the mob. His partner, Joe Adonis, Frank Costello, and Longsy Willman of the National Crime Syndicate's Big Six owned the exclusive New York distributor of the Rolls-Royce of jukeboxes, Wurlitzer Jukeboxes, and it was called NB Distribution. In 1958, the former vice president for the Wurlitzer Corporation testified in front of a congressional committee. That congressional hearing marked the end of an era for the industry. With all of that dirt out in the open, the Wurlitzer Corporation pushed Meyer Lansky to quit MB Distribution, and he complied. But Lansky wasn't done. He kept hustling, and he kept his old client base. He just moved on to a different technology. In 1947, Lansky along with Joe Adonis and Frank Costello, co-founded Consolidated Television. They targeted the clubs and bars where they'd sold NB jukeboxes. This time, they were hawking television sets and soundies, or early music videos. They were a bit too far ahead of their time. MTV and TV-packed sports bars were decades away, after all. Consolidated Television went bust, by 1949. Organized crime would continue to have a hand in industries involving equipment supplied to bars and clubs. Sylvester Sally Zasala was a noted associate of Vincent Vinnie Gorgeous Bastiano, who led the Bonanno crime family in the early 2000s. Sally Daz and his son Salvador Little Sally Zasala supplied and serviced video poker machines. Zatzalo was a real old-fashioned mobster and was repeatedly involved in gambling and loan sharking, police said. As a favor to Vinnie Gorgeous, 
Sally Daz had provided a Throg's Neck apartment to his girlfriend, Deborah Kolb, at the family's home around the turn of the century. But as Sally Daz aged, the vitality of his Moblin ties may have weakened. Meet Vincent Bacciano, a.k.a. Vinny Gorgeous, a.k.a. Vinny from the Bronx. He was the Bonanno family boss before landing consecutive life sentences in federal prison over murder and racketeering charges. According to government documents, Vinnie Gorgeous and Sally Daz participated in the video poker gambling business together, supplying and servicing video poker machines to mob-controlled clubs. A dispute had arisen between Sally Daz and Frank the Fireman Porco, who was in his late 70s and stands about 6 feet 5 inches tall. Yes, he was a big real, genuine fireman. Big Frank the Fireman, for more than 20 years, had been a decorated New York City fireman. And at the Brooklyn Social Club he frequented, he's a real wise guy too, and a capo at that. He had gotten into an argument with Sally Dad, so Banano boss Vinnie Gorgeous ordered an assault on Big Frank the Fireman. Because of this beef, he was supposed to catch a beating. Vinnie Gorgeous directed future informant Dominic Sicali and other Bonanno members and associates to beat up Big Frank the Fireman in response to the dispute over Bassiano's video poker machines. This clearly showed Vinnie Gorgeous's participation in the video poker gambling operation and his position of authority within the Enterprise. Later... Dominic Sicchiali, also a banana capo, betrayed his friend, became a government informant, and took the witness stand and helped convict Vinnie Gorgeous. Vinnie Gorgeous's latest conviction was for conspiratorial and substantive murder in aid of racketeering. And now that brings us to a certain eatery in Queens. The Casa Blanca Restaurant in Maspeth, Queens, New York, was once owned by the former banana boss, Joseph, a.k.a. Big Joey, a.k.a. The Ear, a.k.a. The Last Don, a.k.a. Joe Wagons, or Joe Maspeth, Joe Joseph Messino. He was the banana boss immediately prior to Vinnie Gorgeous's regime, before he turned state evidence. Yes, you heard that right. The boss of the Bonanno crime family became an informant against his successor. He reported that Vinnie Gorgeous had conspired to kill the prosecutor and the judge in his trial. Vinnie Gorgeous ordered the murder of Randolph Pizzolo. Assistant U.S. Attorney Stephen Frank said that Pizzolo disrespected and disobeyed him and paid for it with his life. Pizzolo's death would be a statement to everybody in the crime family that Vinnie Gorgeous don't play around, the U.S. attorney said. Oh, and did we mention that the case of Vinnie Gorgeous involved a magic spell slash hit list? Yes, people, this is real. According to the website Esoteric Archives, this spell is to be used when you are standing before a court in your right and the judge not being favorably disposed toward you. While on your way to the court, you must repeat the benediction. This incantation is from Pow Wow, 
also called brosh or brocherie in the culture of the Pennsylvania Dutch, which is still prevalent today in some parts of Pennsylvania. The Pennsylvania Dutch share cultural similarities with the Amish and Mennonites in the same area. Powwow is a Native American word that refers to a sacred gathering, but the practice that we're talking about today actually originates with Pennsylvania settlers of German descent. Powwowing is a blend of aspects of folk religion and healing charms that believers apply to both humans and animals to promote good luck and protection. Despite all the drama going on behind the scenes with the Bonanno crime family, law enforcement was still in the dark about whatever was happening with Sally Daz and his son. There had been no arrest beyond Sally Daz's gun charge in connection with any of the violent attacks. And then, on an autumn morning in 2018, the violent haunting of the two mobsters turned deadly. But was it a mob hit? On October 4, 2018, Sally Daz was gunned down while sitting in his SUV outside of McDonald's on Webster Avenue in the Bronx. He was in the drive-thru, waiting for a $1.29 medium McCafe coffee. Two vehicles boxed him in, blocking all possible escape. Then, a gunman burst through a break in the fence surrounding the restaurant. The shooter opened fire, hitting Sally Daz multiple times in the head and torso. The gunman fled back up the embankment and boarded a gray vehicle that sped away. All of this happened in broad daylight. Sylvester Salidas Otala was only 71. A weight loss journey can feel like a lonely struggle, but it doesn't have to be. For so many of us, lifestyle changes like deciding to lose weight, adopting a nutritious diet, and taking up fun exercises are all about putting our own health and wellness first. But it can be really hard to know where to begin or how to keep the weight off once we've seen some progress. Quick fixes like soup diets and juice cleanses are unsustainable. There's a much better way to embark on this journey that over 200,000 people have already chosen. We're talking about the Roe Body Program. Here's how it works. Roe gives you access to one of the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Their Roe Body Program then sets up a comprehensive weight loss program tailored to your specific lifestyle, health status, and goals. In addition to the weekly shot, you get one-on-one coaching with a registered nurse. That can help you adopt and stick with lifestyle changes like exercise routines and nutritious diets. It's a comprehensive program that sees participants lose 15 to 20% of their weight in a year on average. But the real benefit is that you keep that weight off. This is weight loss at its most sustainable. With Roe, the average weight loss is 15 to 20% of your weight in one year, in conjunction with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roe.co slash msheet. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. Go to roe.co slash msheet. That's R-O dot C-O slash msheet. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And then, police landed on a suspect. Pretty quickly through video surveillance, phone records, and some physical evidence, they honed in on a man embroiled in organized crime. But Bouchon Shells Shelton wasn't a mafia associate. Shelton was allegedly a senior member of the Blood Street Gang. The Bloods. That's not the Albanians or the mafia. So who are the Bloods? The East Coast Bloods, or just Bloods, is the name used to refer to the United Blood Nation, or UBN, a street and prison gang. Shelton had a substantial criminal record. He was arrested in 2009 for illegally possessing a handgun and paroled in 2012. Weirdly enough, the New York Post also reported that Shelton and some friends had even assaulted a man and his pregnant girlfriend at the very same McDonald's where Zatola was killed. Police said that Shelton's latest gang activity involved participating in a plot to kill Sally Daz and little Sally Daz. Armed with a search warrant, Law enforcement raided Shelton's Brooklyn apartment. There they discovered $45,000 in cash. They also interviewed Shelton's grandmother, who assumed that her grandson's t-shirt business had been thriving as of late. But authorities believe the cash had a more sinister origin. They argued that $45,000 was part of the payment for the murder plot against Sally, Daz, and Son. So investigators were starting to unravel the plot to kill the Bronx-based father and son. Law enforcement had always suspected the pair had been targeted for their history with organized crime. Maybe the mafia, maybe the Albanians. But this was only the beginning. There was so much they did not know. Shelton was arrested with other blood members, including alleged gangster Herman Taliban Blanco, for participating in the gangland slang. Blanco, known in the streets as Taliban, also had a record involving assault and burglary, and was on parole after doing 12 years in prison. They were hit with murder-for-hire conspiracy and related charges. Blanco and Shelton were accused of offering to pay a man, who became a cooperating witness for the FBI, to kill Sally Daz and his son. The co-conspirators in this case have committed acts of extreme violence, with murder as their ultimate goal, stated the NYPD police commissioner. But why had two blooded gang members singled out Sally Daz and his son? Had members of the mafia or another group outsourced the hit? Authorities would not know the truth until the case broke wide open. We've taken you through all the twisted mob family ties. We've unraveled all the tangles between rival organized crime groups. 
but none of that cleared up the murder of Sally Das for the investigators. So authorities began to look closer at Zatola's own family. In a shocking twist, police and federal prosecutors began to suspect that the murder was in fact plotted by the mobster's own younger son. That was Anthony Zatola Sr., a 41-year-old resident of Larchmont, New York, an affluent little village in Westchester County. He's a father to three kids. He was the owner and manager of several apartment buildings. He denied the charges and pled not guilty. Police and prosecutors alleged that Anthony Zatola hired his now co-defendant, Bouchon Shelton, to snuff out his father and older brother. Shelton made all of the arrangements, hiring other Bloods gang members to take care of the homicide. Law enforcement officers arrested several defendants and executed search warrants at the defendant's residences, including Anthony Zatulis, where officers found a handgun and more than $130,000 in cash. To date, 10 men have been charged in the murder plot. Anthony Zatola set in motion a deadly plot to kill his father and brother, with Blood's gang members carrying out extreme acts of violence to collect a payoff for the hits, stated the United States attorney. For all the mafia and Blood's connections, this murder now looks more like a simple case of family turning on family. The idea of a younger son operating in the shadows against his own kin is an almost Shakespearean turn of events. Sylvester Sally Daz Zatola was laid to rest at the St. Teresa Catholic Church in the Bronx in the week after the shooting. Around 300 mourners turned up. Anthony gave the eulogy. But if the explosive murder-for-hire charges filed by the Brooklyn U.S. attorneys are to be believed, it was all an act because it was just another scene in his evil murder plot, one that was disguised as shooting a film directed by a greedy son apparently bent on seizing his father's fortune. Although Anthony, 41, is worth many millions, apparently that was not enough for him. Sally Daz was generous to his children, including his youngest son, Anthony who is now charged with ordering his father's murder. According to real estate records, in 2008, Sally Daz transferred more than a dozen rental properties he owned, including several multifamily apartment buildings, to Anthony, his sister Debbie Zatola, and to his brother Salvatore, according to Gangland. Last week, a judge who rejected the defendant's release on bail, secured by the deed to his $1.5 million home, estimated that the Zatola properties are worth between 30 and $40 million. Now he is in jail awaiting trial and the possibility of a death penalty sentence. According to prosecutors, all of the violent attacks which Sylvester Sally Daz Zatola and his elder son had recently survived were actually failed early assassination attempts masterminded by Sally Daz's youngest son. Sally Daz was killed by a two-man hit team that had placed a tracking device on his car and had used it to follow him. 
Anthony Zatola's persistence over the course of months after multiple failed attempts on the lives of his close family members speaks to his commitment and mission to devastate his family, the United States attorney in Brooklyn wrote in a detention memo. After Salidez Zatola was shot to death, his son Anthony begged off meeting his alleged accomplice in the execution murder of his father. He would be busy, he said, celebrating his son's birthday in another McDonald's restaurant, his son's favorite restaurant, Gangland reported. Anthony Zotolis, 41, now faces the possibility of a death sentence. The trial is scheduled to begin soon. The sources for this are the excellent journalists, Gangland Jerry Capici, Greg Vigolati for the New York Times, Adam Cooperstein and Ray Veleda for NBC News 4 New York, Nat Schweber, Ed Scarpo, and Department of Justice press releases, U.S. Attorney's Office, NYPD, and Jessica. So this week, we tried something a bit different on Murder Sheet. Typically, the scripts are written by either Anya or myself, or by the two of us together. This week, the script was actually written for us by Stephen Popkin, who you heard read some of it. If you are a podcast creator and are interested in having Stephen write for you, and we'd encourage you to do that because he is a great writer, you can contact him directly at dvdjsteve at gmail.com. Thank you so much, Stephen, for your insight and talent. To our surprise, we've gotten a number of requests from people saying they would like a way to help financially support our efforts with the show. So if you are interested, we are relaunching a Patreon page, which you can find at www.patreon.com slash murder sheet. Join us there for two live video question and answer sessions each month. You can ask us anything, suggest new cases for us to look at, or even offer ideas for new leads for us to follow. If Patreon is not your thing, you can buy us a coffee at www.buymeacoffee.com slash murder sheet. Thanks for the interest. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Murder Sheet. As always, thanks to Kevin Tyler Greenley, who composed the music for The Murder Sheet, and who you can find on the web at kevintg.com. To keep up with the latest on The Murder Sheet, please make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Murder Sheet, and on Facebook at MSheet Podcast, or by searching Murder Sheet. If you enjoy listening to The Murder Sheet, please leave us a five-star review to help us gain more exposure. And send tips, suggestions, and feedback to murdersheet at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening.